like the main differentiator of any podcast is going to be like your your personality and perspective. This is Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, episode 31. You're listening to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, brought to you by the fine folks at Response Suite. This is going to be like some strange outer body experience as we do a podcast about podcasts. That's really strange. It's like the inception of podcasts. <laughs> it's, it, it makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, when we started this out, there was loads of stuff we didn't know. There's still loads of things that we don't know. And if you'd like to tell us, we'd uh, love to hear you. If you want to tweet us at Response Suite, we're very, very happy to hear them. So, Robert, how have you been? Very well, very well. Very excited about today's episode. I am too. You know, when we start the podcast, I'm the kind of person who does a lot of research about stuff before I embark on it. I know some people, I know you're much more like, I really want to do it and I'm excited and you get all emotional about it and you sort of plow into it. Whereas I'm like, hold up, let's just have a little bit of research about this. And I read lots of blogs and listened to lots of podcasts and to see what people are doing. So I thought it would be quite interesting to speak to somebody who's actually an expert in podcasting. Because one of the big questions I always have about podcasting is, in a commercial sense, where does it actually fit into our business? Is it at the beginning of your funnel? Do you think it's a piece of content to give to people who are already sort of members of your program or subscribers to your list or customers of your stuff? Like, where does it actually fit in? Yeah, so that's why we spoke to Simon Thompson from Content Kite. And he has a really interesting take on where a podcast fits. And it's not remotely the way that I saw it. And it's not remotely what I expected him to say. But I have to say, it's a bit of a big mental shift when I've heard him describe it the way that he does. In terms of getting a mental shift, if you really want to understand where your customers are coming from and how you can actually help them more and do it more quickly and make more sales, then check out a free 14-day trial of Response Week where you can ask questions to your customers and potential customers and then make the perfect offer to them every single time by integrating those amazing surveys with your email marketing software. Yes, you can grab a 14-day free trial. That's two weeks completely for free on us just by heading over to responsesuite.com. Talking of Response Suite, this next guy is really sweet. Let's speak to the main man himself. So Simon, welcome to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast. How's it going? Very well. Thank you very much for having me on. Excited to chat to you. I refrain from trying to say good day or do any sort of Australian joke. Oh, yeah. That would be absolutely awful. We want to talk to you about, of all things on a podcast to talk about, we would really love to talk to you about podcasting. It's a big thing. I know it's a big passion of yours in terms of audio content, podcasting in particular. Let's get a sort of a frame for a lot of people are talking about you should be starting a podcast and there's everybody talking about, I want to do a podcast now. There's a real proliferation of podcasts all over the place. But the for me, as a, a proliferation of podcasts. Did you enjoy that? That's good. Pro- proliferation of podcasts. Try, try and say like that three times fast with... Go on. Go. Pro- proliferate. No, I can't do it. How are you doing? You okay? I failed once. All right. Lovely. Um, so where does... For a skeptical person like me who likes everything to be systemized, where does a podcast actually fit into a marketing funnel? Yeah, so it's a really great question. I actually tend to think of it more as a uh, what I would call an orbit. So rather than a funnel where you have like a traditional step where you might have like some top of funnel content, then people look at that and then they'll get retargeted with maybe a lead magnet and then you know they'll go down this series of ordered steps. A podcast, I like to think more of like an orbit. So really at any stage, someone could be listening to that content. Now, it just so happens that I tend to work more with like B2B service-based companies typically using like really higher price points Um, and so that whole notion of like no like and trust and building a relationship is like profoundly important Um, and so just having 
somewhere where people can listen to you and hear your voice and, and hear what you've got to say and hear your perspective at, at all times um, is quite important. I'd say if, if you wanted to use it as a straight up conversion tool, like we just want to generate leads and the podcast is the thing to do it, I'd actually suggest it's probably not your best bet. It definitely can be used to generate leads, but it's like for the time commitment and if you're spending money on it, then you know for, for the financial commitment, it's probably not the best use of, of time and money if you're just going for straight up leads. Um, but to answer your question, it sort of fits around all stages of the funnel. And one of the most um, overlooked part, I would say, is if, if you have... Um, a service or a product that is uh, to be bought on a repeat basis, perhaps on a recurring basis, um, then podcasting works really well with current customers in terms of just keeping them engaged with you. Does so that answer your question? It's not just that awareness and trying to get found. A lot of people think of their podcast as, okay, this is a great way to bring in new customers. But actually, there's a whole bit of content which is around how do you keep your existing customers in a relationship with us so that they keep coming back and they continue to build that relationship and love us, right? Yeah, exactly right. That, that's definitely it. And, and I mean, it can be used as an awareness tool and it can be used as just a retention tool. But just, yeah, because, I mean, you don't have things like great metrics and, and a number of other things. It, it doesn't make as much sense to say, right, like the podcast is just our conversion tool or it's just our retention tool or it's just our awareness tool. It's, it's sort of, I think, a bit more beneficial to think of it as playing a part in all stages of, of the purchase funnel, depending on what It's that like a thought like. leadership slash authority exactly. kind of tool, right? Credibility builder, yeah. That makes a ton of sense. Now, obviously, you know, people who started podcasting like 10 years ago had this real like advantage, you might say, over people who are starting now. So for the people who are starting now, how do you kind of make your podcast sort of different from everyone else's? So it stands out in the crowd. Is that important to like be different as opposed to just another interview podcast that's going to blend in with all the rest? For sure it is. Um, so one thing I would say is that like the main differentiator of any podcast is going to be like your, your personality and perspective on things so i mean if you think of like a blog it's it's not that dissimilar in terms of well how do you differentiate yourself on a blog it's kind of like well on the quality of the content maybe you have a more humorous tone or a you know you do you have some quirky language um and it's not that dissimilar in podcasting where, where podcasting has an edge is you're able to amplify your personality uh more so because people are, are hearing your voice um, as opposed to a blog where it can be a bit more difficult to do through words. Um, you can do things like, um, you know, like, like quick fire rounds. Uh, I have a segment on my podcast called Tool of the Week where I, I talk about a different sort of B2B marketing tool um, every week before the show. And, and those are all great. But I mean, really the number one differentiator show if you're going with the interview format is going to be just the, the way you talk. People either like you or you don't. Um, and I think people spend a whole lot of time thinking a lot about these kind of, um, I guess, quirks that they'll put in their show, which, which are great. Um, but it's probably not going to be like the, the be all end all that makes your show rocket to the top. Um, yeah. I think in certain scenarios it can be, but um, often it's just people want to hear what you have to say because they like you. 
Yeah, so and one of the things we spent a lot of time discussing here in the office at Response Suite was when we launched the Three Marketers podcast is how are we going to be something that's not just another podcast where we mm-hmm. interview other industry experts? What's going to make us different? And one of the things we definitely came across was actually one of the things that does make us different is that personality. Some people will, will really warm to that. And that's why our dear listeners are, are tuning in. And some people won't. And those people, well, we don't like them anyway. So, exactly. <laughs> um, so one one of the big things, of course, a real popular thing to do with a podcast is invite experts, invite guests on there to share their expertise and give additional insight and more perspective. But a real key that we have to spend a lot of time in doing is actually finding and tracking down really good quality guests for the podcast to make sure that actually your audience will want to listen to those people. How do we actually find those people and um, how do we get them to say yes? Sure. So the best way, or or I should say the easiest way, but I would also say the best way is to just look on other podcasts and see what guests are going on them and then select which ones would also be relevant to your podcast. And that sort of pre-qualifies them as someone who is able to speak at length on a podcast because yeah, and I think most people can do that, but some people just aren't comfortable with it. Um, and it also means that they're probably likely to accept other invitations because they see the value of getting their name out there and, and becoming a thought leader. Because one, one really important thing is if you have a podcast, you have something to offer someone in the form of a platform and you're positioning them as an authority to your audience. And that's, that's quite valuable. I mean, people pay PR agencies a lot of money in, in some circumstances for, for those things. And if you can give them to that give them, give that to them for free, um, mm-hmm. that can be quite valuable to them. And so in terms of how you would position that when you're reaching out to them, um, like I'll usually have an email subject line that's something like, Hey, can we feature you Rob? Um, and that email gets like an exceptionally high open rate and the response rate is about 80% in terms of like the, the people that come on, if they're pre-qualified and, you know, if there's someone who usually goes on podcasts, because like I said, they, they're getting something out of it. It also appeals to people's ego as well, saying, hey, can we feature exactly. you rather than you having to chase them? Now, we're going to roll over into the first little game of this episode. It's the true or false round, Simon. So this is dead, uh, dead simple. I'm going to, well, we're going to read out some statements. And then afterwards, we want you to guess whether you think they are true or false. Statement so- number one, 22% of podcast listening is done in the car. Is that true or is it false? Hmm. I'm going to go with true. Actually, it is true. It's only 22%. And actually, 49% of podcast listening is actually done in the home. Next one. 11% of listeners increase the speed so that they can listen faster. 11% increase the speed so they can Mm. listen faster. Oh, that's a toughie. Um, I'm going to go with true on that as well. Oh, that one is false. It's actually 19%. Oh, that was, it's a very small um, margin. Grace is pretty harsh on you this morning. That's that more one. people who listen faster than you would think, isn't it? I, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People listening I, faster. I can't do it. it. It always sounds weird when, when I do it. I've, I've tried. <laughs> no, I can't do it. If we talk like that, it's <laughs> 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 All right. Third fact for you. Is it true or is it false? Podcast listeners listen to an average of five podcasts per week. I'm going to go with true on that. You're close, but no cigar. It's false. It's yeah. seven actually per week. That's pretty. That's a pretty dedicated crowd. So when people listen to a podcast, they tend not to listen to just one. They listen to. It's interesting to think about. If you're thinking about putting a podcast together, then they're probably listening to six other people as well. How rude! Totally, and that, that, that's why I'm I'm quite bullish on on podcasting. Obviously, um, another stat that I had heard that's 
excuse me, kind of related to that is when people listen to an episode, they listen to 80% or more or 80% of the time they listen to the entire episode. It's either one of those two, but um, they're listening to all or most of an episode most of the time, um, which is pretty interesting because that just doesn't happen with blogs at all. No, of course. It's really cool. Now, when it comes to your podcast and your clients' podcasts too, what metrics do you care about most? Are you most interested in getting people to listen to it on iTunes or their favorite podcasting app? Are you most interested in getting people onto like the show notes post on your blog, uh, getting subscribers out of it? Like, what is it you're actually trying to get people to do? Yeah, sure. So, so like I said, it's like a notoriously difficult channel to track like rigorously i mean there are certain things you can do so so one of the 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 things that you you can definitely track is use a redirect url that is unique to the podcast so you know maybe it's like contentkite.com forward slash podcast giveaway or something and then you can track how many people actually type in that url and you know because you're only ever mentioning it on the podcast that that's how many people are visiting based on who listen to your podcast. And that might go to a landing page, which has an offer and that can get to list subscribers, etc. So that might be one goal. But like I said, really the like primary benefit of podcasting from my point of view is the, the credibility and the thought leadership. If you're selling stuff that's worth quite a lot of money. And there's also this other added benefit of you build relationships with every single guest you bring on. And depending on, who you're deciding to bring on, whether it's, you know, potential partners or it could even be potential clients or users or, or what have you. Um, then that is something you can definitely track because you can say, well, over 52 weeks in a year, I will build 52 relationships. And if, if you're being strategic about who those guests are, then 52 strategically built relationships is, is, actually quite powerful, especially like in the B2B space or if you're selling things that are um, higher ticket. So those have been the main things I'd be looking at. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we all want to do with that is to encourage that kind of reviews, that constant feedback. And that comes into like ratings and reviews on the different channels. And it's one of the things you hear podcasters all the time. We do it all the time asking people to do, please leave us a review. Please give us a rating. What can we do? What kind of strategies can we use to do that? And why is it important? For sure. So, I mean, the easiest one, and this is kind of cheeky, but just like ask your mom and your dad and your brother and your sister and, and your mates and and all of that because those those ratings and reviews like in itunes definitely do get the algorithm ticking over and mm. so just just get a few off the bat to, to launch with um and another easy win is uh just asking each guest that comes on to to leave a review because like i said you're, you're building like really solid relationships when you interview someone on a, on a podcast and so they, they're going to be quite likely to do that because you know you've, you've had this great interaction with them. There's no reason for them not to do it. It, t- it takes about 20 seconds of their time. And then obviously the, the follow on from that would be to ask your listeners on, on every show. And depending on how big your audience already is, that's going to have varying effects. Um, but at the start, while you're still building an audience, it's really just that kind of like one-to-one interaction where you just ask specific people to, to leave a rating and review. That'll get the algorithm ticking over. Uh, <laughs> I'm making this sound way easier than it is. You won't just like <laughs> build an audience massively and then sure. you know away you go. But, but it's um, one of those things that feeds itself, doesn't it? Once you've got a bigger audience that, who are leaving reviews, then that actually exposes you to an even larger audience. I've seen a few people exactly right, yeah. sort of running contests and stuff when they first launch the podcast or at some point in their podcasting journey. And one of the things you have to do to enter the contest is go and leave a review and then go and follow through some other steps. Have you ever done that or seen some results from it? 
Yeah. So my friend, uh, Liston, who's got a, a pretty successful podcast does that. And, uh, he, he has great success with it. There's, there's really no reason why I, I have no excuse to have not done that myself or implement that with our clients. Yeah. I've, I've, I've heard great things about it, but, um, it requires a lot of moving parts to be in place to do it, but yeah, definitely effective. Cool. One of the great things, obviously, for getting more exposure to your podcast is by being on other people's podcasts. So what sort of ways are really effective that you've found of actually getting onto other people's podcasts? Sure. So like people with podcasts have a undying need for putting content out there. And so if you can approach them and say, hey, I've got some content that I can bring onto your show, I think your listeners will find it valuable and I'll give it to you for free. And it's only going to take 30 minutes of your time and you don't have to do any work and here's exactly what we'll talk about like that makes things pretty easy for for a podcast host and and can be a relief to, you know like some people have guests lining up at the door and they've got producers um but but many do not and you know if someone can just say hey i've got great content for your audience would you like it um that can be a very compelling offer so just just reaching out via email and saying hey this is this is what i've got to offer and um, you think email we'll is the one way to sort of do that is it worth tweeting these people or is it is email like sort of directly the best way e- email or linkedin like like if, if i'm doing it like I, I do it personally i i will do it via email or linkedin um i i'm not a big twitter guy um but i imagine Twitter would be very effective at doing it as, as well. It, it doesn't really matter. It's re- it's really sort of where the, the the person is hanging out. But you'll you'll get a just fine response rate on email. Um, I th- I think like email's kind of fallen out of vogue at the moment, and people think it's sort of losing effectiveness. And and I guess it definitely is, but it hasn't like lost effectiveness. I mean, it's not in terms of like, no, no, definitely not. Absolutely. I mean, not. isn't it? I mean, it's lovely having all these listeners and you're thinking that you're famous. You feel like a rock star, even though you're actually just in a room on your own talking into a microphone, of course. But what is it we can do in terms of turning these, these listeners who we love dearly, of course, we love speaking to you, but how do we turn mm. them into subscribers or customers? What can we do? Yeah, sure. So just having something compelling and valuable uh, and typically free to, to give away is, is going to be uh, quite compelling. So um, for example, like I have a uh, podcasting course set up on my site. And so in every podcast episode I do, I say, Hey, by the way, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, we've got this free course. It tells you exactly how to do it. Um, there's absolutely no, no obligation to, to work with us, although they can, if they want, if they'd like us to, to set it all up. Um, and they get it for free uh, other than in exchange for their email address. And then they get you know, nurtured into a sequence where they get more potential value. And then if it is a good fit, um, then they may reach out to, to work with us. But it, essentially it all boils down to just give away as much free stuff as you possibly can. Um, and then have them opt in to get more free stuff and then just keep giving them more free stuff. And, uh, hopefully you'll get customers. One of the things I've seen that some podcasters do who are obviously putting a lot of stuff in, they've got a big team around them is after every single episode, there'll be some kind of free opt in free download offer related directly to that episode. Now that's a shit ton of work, isn't it? I mean, it's a lot of work. How effective is that? Is it worth doing or is it like not a thing? Uh, if, if you're, if you're producing your own show, I would say it's definitely not worth the time to, to do it for every episode. If you have like a production team, like sure, why not? If, if they've got time to kill, um, I'd say it's not entirely necessary. I mean, like, uh, I, I'm a big fan of like a content upgrade and something that's super specific to the content. If you've 
got the time and resources to do it. Mm. But in terms of the, like if, if, if you're going for the 80, 20 of podcasting, just one lead magnet, so long as it's relevant to uh, your audience and you know so long as your show isn't like drastically different in in terms of topics between episodes um then that you're definitely going to get the the 80 20 result out of that so if somebody wants to launch their podcast and they think oh this sounds great i'm going to do my podcast i've been thinking about it for a while but i don't really have an audience yet like, I, I know who my audience are but i don't have them yet i'm going to launch a podcast what are the strategies for really making sure that they hit the ground running and i guess get the maximum listeners from the audience possible so that the podcast doesn't just flop yeah, for sure. So I, I think if you Google this online, you'll you'll get a whole bunch of blog posts that tell you about this uh, tactic, I guess you'd call it, of um, just launching with like four to eight episodes and you get everyone to rate and review and then like you're virtually guaranteed to get in the new and noteworthy section in iTunes and then like you're off to the races. Um, that just does not work anymore. Or Sorry, I, I shouldn't say it doesn't work. It doesn't work reliably anymore it may work it may not though um that said ratings and reviews are definitely a good way to to jump start the show um but the single best way that i have found that is um you know again very 80 20 in terms of the uh, ease of implementation is just ask every single guest that comes onto the show if, if they would promote it to their audience and like i said before yeah and as you mentioned they're getting um, an ego boost out of being on the podcast and, and they look good in the podcast. And so they, they're typically more than happy to, to share it out with their audience because they're going to look good. So if you just ask every single guest, um, that's a really good way. And eventually you're going to have people on the show who have, you know, maybe not like a, a, a Gary Vaynerchuk size audience or something, but maybe they've got 5,000 people on an email list or a Twitter following of, of 5,000 people or whatever it may be. Um, and you'll get sort of these big spikes based on like a, a few people sharing the show. So that's, that's one really good way you can run paid traffic there. Like if you're going to do the paid traffic route, um, I think you can pay for subscribers on an app called overcast for about $3 a subscriber, which is like not that bad when you think about it, depending on how hard you want to push the podcast but that that's a paid channel but really sort of this this one-to-one asking for ratings and reviews and that's going to get the algorithm ticking over in itunes and then just asking every guest if they would uh, share their episode with with their audience can be highly effective I think the big takeaway for anyone here, and it's certainly something that's sort of sunk in with us when we started, is that this is a really long-term game. Like, you, you, you know, there's, unless yeah. you've got a big audience already, there's not much point in expecting to start today. Before. Yeah, if you've already got a monster list, and then fine, you can blast it out to the entire list and, hey, we're launching on this day, do a big countdown, almost exactly. like a launch type thing, and get, a, you know, get an absolute ton exactly. of people in. But if you haven't, if this is part of your list build strategy, then you have to be willing just to commit to it for a few years. Yeah, now yeah. Uh, we're going to roll over. We're going to play our second game. This is uh, a popular feature in our office. I can't say for listeners, but certainly in our I'm office. Just living a listener skip by. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, basically, what's going to happen? My colleague Kennedy here, hello, that's him, uh, is going to sing a song uh, that I have selected just literally a couple of minutes ago. And uh, he's going to sing a song. It's a song I think we'll all know. And he's going to sing it in the style of a traditional British club singer, which means that the words may be somewhat disguised. Uh, and your job, Simon, is simply, simply, <laughs> he says, to guess <laughs> what the song is at the end. So, uh, Kennedy, you have okay. the song ready. The lyrics are there on the screen. You know the tune. Take it away. It's a pity 
It's a pimpy hit tear, a pick and pear. It's a pick and get me tear, and a pick and pear. Awfully red in the face. So, Simon, <laughs> what song was it? Uh. I have absolutely no idea. Um, Come on! It's easy! None whatsoever. No, what was it? What was it? I'll probably keep it at the very end of the episode, so we're going to tease you somewhat. But while we we do continue teasing you, one of the things you're really strong on, and that that I've been sort of looking about you online, is how you actually maintain and cultivate the relationships with podcast guests after the episode and actually build friendships and partnerships and those deeper relationships. I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, for sure. So, so like I said, like, like every time you have a guest on your podcast, like, I mean, for starters, you're having probably at least a 30 minute conversation with them, like in, on the actual interview themselves, but then you, you're going to have like all these email exchanges, um, you know, uh, pre and post interview, maybe you have a, a call beforehand to, to talk shop or, or whatever it may be. But the, the short version of that is you're going to build relationships and those can be highly beneficial to you, whether you're thinking about it strategically or not. So say for my podcast, for example, like when I first started, I wasn't really thinking super strategically about it. And I still don't probably as much as I should. However, it, it just so happens that if you're speaking to people who roam in the same circles as uh, your potential customers are in, um, they're just going to automatically think of you if they know someone who has a need. So they can be potential, you know, really good referral partners. Um, and then if someone says, Hey, Oh yeah, I've been thinking of starting a podcast. Like, Oh, like I spoke to a guy like a, a month ago about, um, you know, podcasting, he does exactly that. You should go speak to him. And so that's been like, that was kind of a, a very happy accident of, of starting my own podcast. Um, and then if you want to actually just be strategic about it, I mean, I, I know of plenty of sales teams who just literally use it as a, a way to get a foot in the door with potential tier one prospects. So they're like, I've been trying to get in the door at, I don't know, call it Procter and Gamble for, um, months and months no one answers my emails because and it's because like they're just trying to sell them something um but if you've got you know this this offer for them and say hey like would you come on my podcast uh, you know as you said strokes their ego they get something out of it in terms of a platform and so that can be just a great way to open the door what you do with that relationship afterwards is going to be very very different depending on the person i tend to be you know more on the um you know i mean like introvert by nature and so i'm not like just trying to hard pitch them on a, a sales conversation sure. although i do know some people who who do do that so it's it's really going to be up to you but i like to think of it That's as wait till you just, catch me off this call you're going to be hard pitched so far <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah all right i went with better breath um but yeah i i just think of it more like if you go to a networking event you know you you may be going there with um a vision in mind of, of what you want to happen. But at the end of the day, you're really just going to meet a bunch of people and then those relationships may turn into something down the track or they may not. Um, and so that's how I tend to think about it. It's just like another form of networking really and, and meeting people who could potentially meet, uh, who could potentially help you. So Simon, we're now going to fire over into what we lovingly refer to as the quick fire round. What would be a book you'd recommend? I 
love this book called Work the System. Um, it's by a guy called Sam Carpenter. And it's it's all about like systems and processes. I like traditionally have not been big in that realm. Um, but I read this book and it really sort of like flipped my perspective on the importance of like documenting and processes and systems, which sounds like monstrously boring, but um, it's really interesting. Like once you get into it and, and see how beneficial they can be just you know, in terms of documenting things. So I love that one. What's your top success habit? Something you maybe do daily or weekly? Um, yeah, it's actually exercising on a regular basis. I just feel so much more focused and, um, yeah, just so much more focused, so much more clarity, more productive, more motivation on the days that I exercise. Who do you look up to? Um, this is kind of a cliche, but Elon Musk, um, yeah, that guy's just a machine. And what would you say are some of your favorite apps that you think are super cool right now? Um, one called Wordable I use a lot, which it, it transfers Google Docs, uh, a, a, Google Doc, a, a Google Doc to WordPress seamlessly and in about five seconds with all of the images and all of the formatting. So that can save about you know half an hour in formatting. Big important question. Who do you like more, Rob or Kennedy? Hmm. Got to be Rob. Ah, there we go. So <laughs> the wrong answer. Why has it got? To, it wasn't even like. Oh, I'm not like it's got to be Rob. I was really on the spot. Checks in the yeah. post. Simon checks. I'm going to be firm. Yeah. Oh, geez, right. Finally, where can people go to find out more about you? Sure. So as I alluded to earlier, we have put together a uh, podcasting course. It just goes through our entire pro- uh, process in terms of how to start a podcast from you know strategy and concept all the way through to uh, production and promotion and, and conversion and all of that good stuff. So people can go to contentkite.com forward slash 3M for three marketers. That's the number three M and find it there. Excellent. That sounds absolutely awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you so much for all of your insight and, and giving us some new perspectives on all this podcasting stuff. No worries. Thank you so much for the invitation. I, I had a blast and no hard feelings, Kennedy. <laughs> and before we do let you go, we should probably put you out of your misery and let you know what the song was. Yeah. So the song I chose was in fact, drum roll, drum roll, Spice Girls Wannabe. Obviously. Thank you so much, Robin Kennedy. Have a good one. There you go. My mind's much more at rest now, you see, because I was a little bit like, why are we doing a podcast? We're having fun. We're learning lots of stuff. I mean, a really good bonus thing about doing a podcast is we get to speak to some really knowledgeable experts and apply that knowledge throughout, throughout our business. So that's a pretty good bonus. But in terms of looking at where it fits into the business, that's really interesting. Yeah, really great stuff to hear that people kind of should still be listening to your podcast when they're paying you as, as customers. And like, it's really got that all-encompassing approach. It's all over the business. And really the opportunities good. that having a podcast is sort of afford you was amazing like we said you know we've been invited to all kinds of events and get to do some really cool things and hang out with some rather smashing people as well indeed so if you have enjoyed this episode don't forget you can go and grab the show notes over at blog.responsesuite.com forward slash zero three one and if you haven't already please take just a couple of moments of your time to go and leave us a little review on itunes or whatever your favorite podcast and when you do that 
Of course, remember, we will give you a name check. Remember, put your website address in or a link to your product and we'll give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. That's it for today. And remember, if you haven't already, make sure you follow us on the various social medias. We'd love to hear from you. Response week on various ones. And uh, that's it for this week. We'll see you next Monday. Bye. Don't miss a thing. Check out the show notes at blog.responsesweet.com.